Welcome to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast with your host Nicole Rose from the Solidarity Apothecary. This is your place for all things plants and liberation. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast. This is the final part in a little series sharing the audio version of a workshop exploring herbalism, incarceration and abolition. Um, I introduced the workshop in a bit more depth in part one. So please listen to that. Yeah, this particular section introduces abolition as well as the roles of kind of herbalists in abolitionist movements. Again, like I've kind of put a disclaimer on every one of these introductions, but this is like such a teeny, 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 teeny little introduction to like a massive area of struggle and learning and a huge field that people have been organizing around for like literally hundreds of years um, and much beyond that, beyond a kind of abolitionist framework if that makes sense like in terms of organizing for liberation more broadly but yeah and like I've said you know it was an ambitious workshop in terms of fitting in lots of different types of kind of content and themes so yeah I just want to name that abolition is absolutely yeah a massive subject with loads of resources and I share a bunch of them in the kind of online version of the workshop so you're able to sign up and you can watch the videos and you can download the slides and see links to like books and things I've mentioned on my site so I encourage you to do that yeah and also I haven't said this yet but I'm also keen to hear people's feedback on what you've thought of these different parts of the workshop and um, yeah kind of work that you're doing in the world collecting abolition and herbalism I'm about to publish a book about herbalism and state violence which I'm really excited about which kind of brings to light like vast amounts of examples of herbal solidarity in practice and people using herbalism in a context looking at just a few focused areas of state violence like state repression and prison and border violence and also invasion and occupation and war so yeah I know I know again this is just teeny 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 little introduction um but I hope you find it interesting And don't forget to um, watch the workshop online so you can see like the actual slides and all the resources and stuff. Okay, take care. All right, now on to the final section, which is like an introduction to abolition and just emphasis on introduction. Again, like huge topic, like no time to talk about it. So yeah, these are much bigger conversations to have in your community like with people you care about with people you organize with um and if you know you were in the live version of this call I would be asking you like what is abolition like what does it mean to you and getting kind of your input um so yeah hopefully you pause me there but abolition is a noun you know the action of abolishing a system practice or institution But it's also described as a verb, right? Like a doing, like a practice. Like it consists of the actions we take to build safety and to tear down harmful institutions. Um, So yeah, Angela Davis is one of the kind of forefront like black radical feminists who've pioneered kind of ideas around abolition for decades. And she writes, an abolitionist approach would require us to imagine a constellation of alternative strategies and institutions with the ultimate aim of removing the prison from the social and ideological landscapes of our society. So, you know, abolition isn't just the struggle to kind of end prisons and destroy prisons. And, you know, it's also a creative practice of building the kind of world that we want because we know we're not going to just have like the capitalist state be like, yeah, we'll just exist without prisons. That's fine. Like, you know, these systems are absolutely fundamental to how our systems operate 
um, you know, prisons are like an inherent part of that. So to kind of abolish prisons, it does mean kind of abolishing everything, right? Like completely transforming society. Um, so there's a collective in the UK called Cradle Community um, with a very beloved friend of mine, Kelsey, um, who put together this book during the pandemic called Brick by Brick, How Do We Build a World Without Prisons? Um, and I really recommend checking it out. And they write, um, a world without prisons is nothing like the world we live in now. It is a world built on collective safety and care for all of us. To build such a world, it is essential that we abolish the prison system and every structure, structure that serves to deprive us of our freedom, safety and dignity. The global prison abolitionist movement resists all forms of violence and oppression, inviting us to work to transform our relationships with each other and the earth. Um, and the book's got like different chapters about everything under the sun from housing to how do we respond to sexual violence, um, you know, like just, yeah, amazing kind of array of thoughts and ideas about how we build a world without prisons. Um, and this is from a slide from a presentation from literally like 2014 or something. Um, I don't have the original graphics, so I've just kind of cropped it out. Um, but in the abolition workshops I used to do, it's really talking about like, how do we build this prison free world, right? Like, you know, cultures of care and safety, like how do we take care of us? How do we respond to sexual violence? Um, access to healthcare, you know, how do we support emotional health and healing? Access to healthy food, which is the absolute opposite of the prison system. Um, Anti-oppressive cultures that nourish diversity, you know, like what does a world without racism look like, right? Like ultimately if we're working for abolition, that's what we're working towards. Um, access to housing and healthy ecosystems, ability to meet our own economic needs, freedom of movement and educational alternatives. Um, okay, so that was like the briefest introduction to abolition ever. But I think the question on everyone's mind is probably like, how the hell does herbalism fit into this? Like, what is the role of herbalism in abolitionist movements? Um, and again, if we were in a group right now, I'd be asking you, like, what do you think? Like, what are the potential roles for herbalists in movements working for abolition? Like, what can we do? And this is the horrible prison in Eastwood Park where my friend died and where my friend Sam is currently incarcerated. And every time I visit, I see this um, rose bush and take pictures of it in different seasons. Okay, so yeah, these are massive questions demanding collective answers and experiments. Um, I just want to say that we also have to organise and fight like everyone else, right? It's not like we're just herbalists, like we can also be organisers involved in campaigns against prison expansion, for example, or doing prisoner solidarity work or posting out prisoner books. Um, for me, kind of abolition or anarchism means like eradicating all forms of domination. And this includes within herbalism, right? So talking about white supremacy, talking about cultural appropriation and classism and ableism and transphobia and racism, like this is part of the work. Um, and I just wanted to say that like no conversation about herbalism can really happen with conversations about movements for decolonization, you know, like land back, like redistribution of land, um, indigenous sovereignty, like I think that's really important um, and essential, like should be a heartbeat of herbalism, those struggles. Um, and yeah, like we have to challenge the kind of capitalist appropriations of herbalism and the exploitation of plant and human communities. Um, okay, and in terms of abolition, like I put this together for a workshop 
back in 2020 about herbalism and state violence, but these are just some of the ideas that I've had um, or that I'm engaged with that I've been inspired by herbalists around the world, like doing this kind of work. So yeah, obviously prisoner solidarity, like 11 million people worldwide in prisons are excluded from herbalism. I would love it if all of those people got a copy of the Prisoner's Herbal and were able to practice herbalism in prison and feel connected to plants and making medicine and health autonomy. Like, how incredible would that be, you know, while we're working to free people? Um, So herbalists can support people leaving prison and recovering from state violence. Like I mentioned, the power of Nervines. Like, this is where I think we could really offer a lot of collective care. Um, herbalists can support anti-repression efforts for example giving packages of care to people who are on trial different defendants um, herbalists can support frontline organizers you know getting medicines to sites of occupation and resistance you know herbalist street medics there's like a big kind of field of street medicine right and action medic work where people are supporting at protests and riots and insurrections and you know herbalists can play a big role in this Um, I've mentioned about occupations and sites of resistance but you know like our clinic with Calais we can offer care to people fleeing state violence at border hotspots like we did in Ukraine and we do in France and you know herbalists can support plant communities and we can offer popular education on plant medicine Um, and all of this is part of creating a world without prisons in my opinion. So I just wanted to end with one of my favourite quotes, which is herbalists should go with the flow, embrace being on the wrong side of capitalism and the law and put our energies towards establishing decentralised, autonomous grassroots health networks that empower community self-reliance, provide care to those most in need and reduce the need for people to access conventional medicine. And, you know, if we look at abolition in terms of the prison system and in terms of the health system and state healthcare and stuff like herbalism has a huge amount to offer in terms of building up alternatives to those systems you know and complements to those systems um so yeah I just wanted to finish with a really beautiful um spotlight on an amazing project called Solitary Gardens um run by this artist here Jackie Sumel um and what she does and she does with many volunteers is she creates gardens in collaboration with people in solitary confinement Um, And those prisoners like communicate what they would like in their garden, like how they would like it to look, the plants they would like to grow, their favourite flowers. And then the people on the outside make the garden and send them in photos of updates of, you know, how it's looking and things. And it's just like such a beautiful project. Um, They also do lots of other kind of like art installation work and community gardening work to raise awareness about abolition. They have a project called the Prisoner's Apothecary where they're making medicine. Um, You can see here these beds are like the size of the cells of some people in prison. Um, And yes, some kind of literature here about imagine a landscape without prisons, you know, where they're really like centering prisoner voices, you know, putting their their letters on billboards, for example. So yeah, I would check out their website, check out their Instagram, like every time I follow them, like I just see their post and it just makes me cry because I just think it is this beautiful example of herbalism and abolition in practice. Um, Okay, so yeah, if again, this was participatory right now and not a backup um, recording, I would be asking people to kind of check out and just share how they found the workshop and what their next step is like in the chat or verbally. Um, But yeah, I hope if you're listening, like I really wanted to put together a big resources section and stuff, but just kind of hit my limit with energy with my pregnancy. But there's tons of information online around abolition, you know, all sorts of reading lists and things. And um, yeah, please check out my website for more resources, solidarityapothecary.org. 
um, to learn about how I'm trying to connect the dots between sort of state violence and abolition and herbalism. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Frontline Herbalism podcast. You can find the transcript, the links, all the resources from the show at solidarityapothecary.org forward slash podcast.